0: Sunday, July twenty-three, two thousand twenty-three. I'm Anthony Davis. Welcome to the Weekend Show, where we take a deep dive into the news of the week. You can support my work and independent journalism at Patreon.com/slash. 5-Minute News. Our guest today is an Idaho resident who was sentenced to two months in jail for her participation in the January 6, 2021 siege of the U.S. Capitol building. She pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor count of parading, demonstrating or picketing in the Capitol building and served her full sentence. U.S. District Judge said it's tempting to be lenient, but couldn't justify letting her walk away after her offences at the Capitol. Pam Hemphill, Welcome to The Weekend Show.
1: Uh, thank you, Anthony. Good to be with you.
0: So let's be clear at the very beginning. You are, you are a reformed MAGA Republican, by the sounds of it. Um, and so I'm very interested in your journey leading up to January 6th. Um, and would I be right in saying that you are still a Republican?
1: Yes, correct.
0: So let's, we'll, we'll come to that a little bit later because I find that kind of interesting as well, off the back of what you've been through, the journey that you've you've been through to kind of get to this point. Um, let's just, for people who don't know your story, let's just kind of back up a little bit to, to January 5th, January 6th. You were encouraged to go to the capital. Uh, you are a breast cancer survivor, you'd had surgery, and still you've gone on a plane, and you flew from Idaho to Washington DC to be part of this stop the steal rally right to kind of see Donald Trump i guess and to want to kind of soak up the atmosphere and to shoot some video just tell us kind of where you were at on on, on in those few days leading up to January 6
1: yes uh, thank you well a family member uh knew that i was scheduled to start my chemotherapy in a few weeks and he Called and said, look, at uh, since that's all you're doing right now is out there videotaping all these political events, how would you like to go see Trump? And I said, oh, that would be wonderful. He said, because it may be his last speech out there for a while. And I said, that would be great. So the motive was just to go videotape and have a good time. That's all.
0: You must have known that the political climate leading up to that was becoming increasingly fractious because Donald Trump had said multiple times on television that he would only acknowledge that he you know that the election was fair if he won he 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 basically you know when he was asked are you committed to a peaceful transfer of power he was like well you know if if the election's fair then then I'm I'm going to win this and and that was to the rest of us who were not in the the Trump cult, and you acknowledge that it's a cult now, which I'm grateful for, and I'm sure a lot of people are grateful for, was there no kind of this idea that democracy was potentially being subverted? Were you were you so convinced that there was election fraud that whatever he said was gospel? Was there any was there anything in your mind that thought you know there, there might be I might be being played here?
1: Um. Understanding gaslighting now, really, how it works. I was on the edge all the time. I would continuously try to debunk what was being said about Trump or what Trump was saying. And of course, the cult members, you know, they help you uh, go back into denial and say, what Trump came up with was fake news. And they would say to me, You're not listening to CNN, are you? You're not listening to those channels. They're lying to you, Pam. The election was stolen. I would go, yeah, but where's the proof? I I haven't seen any proof yet. And uh, so a lot of that went on and they really took away my critical thinking. And where I'm guilty mainly is because I didn't do my own research. We need to do our own research.
0: It it is hard. And I do feel for you because, you know, I understand how the media works and it is designed to keep you within your own bubble and your own ecosystem and even when you think you are cross-referencing elsewhere you're actually still looking at propaganda and it's very hard to tell to have that critical thought to be able to say well actually this is the real deal and this is not the real deal and that's why journalists (laughs) well that's why we exist right it's our job to decipher the code and have enough instinct to know what is real and what is not real Mm -hmm. and for me the, the saddest part of trump's presidency was him Denigrating the free press and making journalists out to be the enemy of the people when we were anything but
1: exactly. they give you three places: Gateway pundit, Fox um, News, and I'm trying to remember the other one, and they don't really want you listening to anybody else. it's really if you are, they're just lying, they're, they're trying to protect see it's hard to understand, but they they drain it in your head over and over, and Trump. That they're trying to make this a communist country, so you want to stand up for your country, and you're afraid. The fear that is put on you about what the Democrats are doing is frightening. And and these are your friends around you. This is the my friend uh, at the time, lieutenant governor. These are senators. This is not the man down the street in the alley, the homeless guy. These are people that you're relying on telling you some facts. Of course, they weren't. They were flying monkeys for trump. that's
0: all yeah they were, they were all in on it. Let me yeah. ask you what what when when you hear Trump say things like it's a you know it could become a communist country, what does that mean to you- What does it mean to maga people? Is there much understanding of communism i mean what what are you comparing that to you know communist China or some other flavor of communism because you know it comes in all different colors, doesn't it?
1: Oh, they used to always say, you know, once they bring out the trains, so they're referring to Hitler and, of course, yeah. China, and that's frightening for all of us. <laughs> and but yeah, now it's really hard right now because when I look back, what I listened to is insane, you know, so I'm coming out of that. And um, yeah, they, they mainly would refer to Hitler.
0: Ironically, Donald Trump is far more aligned with Hitler. Mums for Liberty are far more aligned with <laughs> yes, Hitler. I,
1: know. I mean,
0: this is you I... know this this is the irony of of this.
1: Exactly. And, and I've
0: heard that I've heard that line about the trains before, which is a very offensive term. Mm-hmm. Who 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 did I mean? Because it's often that the words are said, but nothing, no one kind of goes beyond that. Because me, with my kind of, the way my brain works, I'd be like, what trains? Who's bringing the trains? Who's paying for the trains? Where are the trains going? What trains are you referring to? Did those questions ever come up, or was it just, you just stopped at the first sentence?
1: Well, that, that's part of the programming that you get, the brainwashing. Yes. That, that seems to stop, because you are trusting the resource that you're listening to. You are, it's your best friend, it's your mother, it's your father, uh, maybe a senator you're talking to at one of these events I would go to. So you hear the same thing, the same message. Why would you go research? But yeah, looking back now, it's like some things they said I do no, Especially the QAnon, I never fell for that. <laughs> that was weird stuff. And, uh, but yeah, it's really difficult. to. They take away your critical thinking. They they encourage you to just listen to certain people. It's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's uh, true brainwashing. That's what it is. Yeah,
0: and and this is why I have compassion for people like you, because I understand that you know we're all born good, right? That's I believe that, and I have great faith in humanity. But you know, last week on this show, I interviewed Steve Hassan for the third time, who is the cult expert and wrote the book the cult of trump and i know you read that book and that book helped you kind of make sense of the brainwashing this undue yeah. influence that he talks about and the thing is that you know even the smartest people are vulnerable to undue influence yeah you know the most educated the most celebrated you know and 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 the thing is trump hasn't been brainwashed trump is the is the nucleus of this you know he is the nucleus and and this is where it where it spreads. And this is why Jack Smith is investigating him for high crimes and misdemeanors. This is why, and in addition, obviously, to the the Espionage Act and the theft of of documents, and we now have a, a court date for Trump going to court for those documents, which is going to be May next year, May 2024, six months before the election next year. It is amazing to me as a kind of as a British guy living in the US that There is no law against Donald Trump running again, despite the fact that he's involved in all of these crimes, because you must feel this too. It's almost like nothing has really changed. I kind of feel like the insurrection is still going on, Pam.
1: Yep. Yep. The propaganda, the disinformation war, that's what we have, of course. Now I know that. I didn't know it at the time. Um, You know, the cult uh, of Trump... (laughs) As uh, Stephen Hansen says in his book, when you learn that he cheated on his pregnant wife, they still believe that he's from yeah. God. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what you say about Trump. Remember, he has put it in the brains of the mega members that he is God. Don't listen to anybody but me. And they're all lying. They're all, they're trying to take over this country. It's going to be a communist country. And that's it. They don't, so they will not listen to you. They will not yeah. believe anything you have to say. Yeah.
0: So you arrive at the rally. You watch Trump's speech and you hear him say, we're going to go to the Capitol and I'll go with you and we're going to take our country back. You hear him say those things?
1: No, I couldn't get through. I got there about 1030 Because I had had surgery, I had 40 stitches, and the crowd was too big. And I thought, oh, no. So I started asking people, is there going to be any more speakers? I was not thinking that Trump, why would he want to go talk in the Capitol? It didn't make sense. He just had a speech. But they started telling me, no, he's going to be up there at the Capitol. I go, oh, awesome. I'll get up there before everybody else. So I walked up towards the Capitol, and that's when I ran into the Proud Boys. And I walked with them for a while. Now, I'm not on the violent side. A lot of people think I'm on that violent side. I'm not. Now, I'm not minimizing my side. They had some violence there, too, but not as bad as the other side. And it's another story, but um, now that I, you know, I started thinking, why would he go to the capital if he didn't have some plans? He had some plans. And he used us as the pawns. That's sad.
0: A lot of the January 6 defendants they they said he told us to do this he told us to go to the Capitol he told us that the election was stolen he told us and and all of the blame in in many cases outside of the you know the, the obvious you taking yourself there is on the messaging of Donald Trump over months and weeks and days leading up to the to January 6 where people had a fire in their bellies because they genuinely thought that something bad was going down. It's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, if you lose an election, you can just run again. That never occurred to Donald Trump, did it? The idea of, oh, I lost, okay, well, I'll try again in four years' time. I mean, he probably had a better chance of winning if he just did that and kept his head down and did his rallies and then, you know, tried again next year. But He didn't take that route, did he? Because of his own mental health issues, his narcissism, his ego, and his desire to win at all costs, even if it means bringing the whole country down first.
1: He didn't do this alone. He had everybody else helping him. There was a plan ahead of time. As far as blaming Trump, let me say it this way. Yes, yes, it's all Trump. It was orchestrated by Trump. We blame Trump. However, we need to take responsibility for our own decisions that day. Um I don't see it. It's not in me to push Gates or hurt officers. It's not there. I don't care what Trump wants me to do. You have your own discernment. You have your own ability to make a choice. So I'm tired of the J6ers blaming Trump, but he he's to blame. Yes. But you take personal responsibility for your choices that day. Um, it's you can't just blame trump for what you did breaking windows and hurting officers that's wrong. wrong
0: he um he actually used you in one of his posts recently didn't he when on on truth social uh it was someone was comparing your um your sentence to that of Hunter Biden's and was saying that you know how is it that a 70 year old woman should get to Months in prison, and Hunter Biden gets off, and and Trump reposted that, and and what well, did he write at the top? Horrible, horrible, exclamation <laughs> marks. You weren't very happy about that, were you?
1: It had been happening, and I was been trying to get January Six behind me. At first, I tried to help the J ers because I thought their motive was more about some legal stuff going on. Then I find out that they're actually making heroes out of the J6ers that hurt officers. So I kept pushing back with them. I think I was coming out of denial, and then I found out a lot of lies, tried to tell them what was happening, and then, of course, they gaslighted me and finally kicked me out of their J6 spaces and did a smear campaign on me. But, uh, you know, it's sad. Everything's been a lie from the J6ers, everything, everything.
0: When, when you talk about the J6s, who, who are you referring to?
1: Uh, well, the last names sometimes I heard. Brandon, walk away, trucking. Um There's a lot so of... These are,
0: these, are, these are co-defendants. These are people that have already been arrested. handed down sentences. And, and you were in their orbit beforehand? You knew of them beforehand? They were the ones that were involved in the organization of the, of the meetup?
1: Uh, no, I never was involved. I met them all on Twitter. In J six spaces, where I opened up the first J six space, and everybody started coming in, all the big yeah. names—Chansley, of course—he's blocked me. <laughs> uh, you know, some of these big name people would start coming in, and uh, and every time I would debunk what they were saying or just trying to bring some facts, they would yell at me and say, "No, no, the office, it's the FBI. No, Pam, you're hearing it wrong. You know, all the gaslighting. No, Pam." Yeah, it, the officer started it. You know, you kept hearing that and I said, "Wait, I don't see any officers starting anything." <laughs> you know, so I got disliked and kicked out pretty fast. They didn't, because I kept—I was coming to, you know, coming to see the light. It's like getting facts and, and trying to present it to them. So maybe they want to know the truth, like I did. Well, they ruined the word truth. That's why I say facts. Truth. So these are these
0: are these are people that have already been through the court system. Yep. They've already been handed their sentence. Some of them have served their sentence already. And they are showing up on Twitter into Twitter spaces, which is a community environment where you can talk and you can use your voice and communicate with other Twitter users. And you're saying that even after the punishment and even after all of the debunking and the Jan 6 investigation, that some of these people... And you call them big names, which I find very interesting because they're not big names at all. They're very small names, (laughs) very sad, very small names. So please don't think of these people as anything other than, you know, than criminals, really. Because unless you're prepared to acknowledge reality and repent, as you have done, in terms of being very open about what happened to you and and why you feel the need to try and, you know, address the record and, and correct people who are still in that space... Please do not even attempt to look up to these people. No. You know?
1: Thank you for the correction. I meant in their community, they're very well known. They have the names. I know, they are not the heroes, that's for sure. The Capitol Police are the heroes. And Bird.
0: So so there's still a community of, of people that would... Let me ask you this. Let's say, hypothetically, that it's November 2024, and Trump loses the election by the same margin as he lost it back then. What are these people gonna think? I mean, Trump obviously will say that it's fraud. He's already trying to set people up for that. Will there be another January 6th? Will there be another riot at the Capitol? Will, there, will it be worse? Will there be rioting on the streets? And, and you know, how, how do you feel these, this community would respond to a loser who keeps losing, let's be honest, you know, Trump loses time and time again, both in business and in politics. H- how would they react and respond to him losing another election?
1: You know, just listening to their rhetoric, you know, they're ready, locked and loaded. Uh, it's hard to predict behavior, as you know, uh, psychologists said it's hard to predict behavior, but it's scary. It's fright. It's scaring people. Um, I'm more worried about the lone wolf, that one man that might do something crazy and start a chain. Uh, that's how I see it going. And that's what's worrying me the most because he is setting them up to do another January 6th. Trump is. It's, it's going to be his fault for sure. He was uh January 6th, and it's going to be his fault again. I'm not putting all the blame on him because people make choices, but he is inciting A riot from what he's saying right now. That's what I believe. Something. He's inciting people to fight back. And I don't think fight back, you know, with words and talking to your senators. I think there might be something horrible that could happen. But I'm not worried about it. This government is smashing down so fast they'll wish they'd never blinked an eye. They'll regret it.
0: Trump is he he puts out propaganda that he's ahead in the polls and that he would beat Joe <laughs> Biden none of that is true <laughs> you know jo, Joe Biden is is way ahead but and and also the maga support is actually much smaller than people think yeah. you know it, it, they make a lot of noise but it is not the majority of the country as Trump likes to claim it is and so you know based on today's polling he he will lose um and you know that is something i think that all of us have to consider how people in the cult respond to that we have to take that very seriously because you know the last thing we want i mean january 6 was probably the worst thing in 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 political history i mean it is it, it is outside of 911 which was you know a, an external threat rather than a homegrown terrorist threat it it, it it's up there and it's amazing to me that The guy who caused it is still walking free and running for president but you know listen we have to take a quick break for our sponsor but i want to come back and uh, ask you about what happened when you got across the police line and more here on the weekend show maybe you're like me and you sometimes struggle with what to wear finding pieces that go together and the hassle maybe of changing clothes for different activities Well, Roan's Commuter Collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible set of products. Commuter Collection offers the world's most comfortable clothes, you never have to worry about what to wear when you have the Roan Commuter Collection. And with Roan's Wrinkle Release technology, wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the products. With Gold Fusion Anti-Odor technology, you'll be smelling fresh and clean all day long, and on top of that, Rhone is 100% machine washable, so you can ditch the dry cleaner all together. I personally love feeling fresh. I love a technical fabric, and that makes me kind of confident knowing that the the clothes are looking after themselves. Well, the commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash weekend show and use promo code weekend show to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rone slash weekend show and use code weekend show. It's time to find your corner office comfort. We're back with Pam Hemphill, who served a two-month sentence in a federal prison in the state of California for her involvement in the January 6th riot. And, you know, I think of the riot and, and the insurrection as two different things. People kind of talk about it in their own ways, but for me... The riots that went on outside that you were part of was the the last-ditch attempt to, you know, do Trump's bidding when what was going on inside the Capitol building with Mike Pence and the electors failed. It was like, right, if that's not going to work, let's just go storm the Capitol. You got past the first barrier where the police were. You got to the front, and then they kind of helped you through the first barrier. Is that right? Because you were, you know, potentially getting crushed. A lot of people kind of showed up behind you and they actually moved you behind the police line and then you went on to a second police line. So tell me how you got through that second line and in your mind, how much did you know about, you know, were you being fed information through your phone or from other people about the fact that Mike Pence was not going to be, you know, the hero and was was needed to be hung as was being planned?
1: No, I, I was live on Facebook as a citizen journalist for Boise, Idaho. And uh, when I left the Proud Boys, I went up front and I saw there was a man there by the name of William Dunphy. He's been arrested. He had a bullhorn. And he was talking to a officer, a Capitol Police officer. And I turned to him. I said, what are you guys talking about? And he says, we're negotiating. They're going to let us up on the steps. And I thought, oh, that's great. We'll get up there and talk. And I thought, well, maybe Trump might even be on the steps, and we're going to get closer to hear him. Or, you know, but remember, I, I just had surgery. I was on medication, so I I'd take some medication. It's like having a couple of drinks, and you know, thinking that they were going to let us through. You know, when you're at a football game, and people try to get in quicker. So I thought they were just trying to get in fast. And then officer must have saw me panicking a little bit, and he pulls me over, but. Being on that medication, I'm not getting an excuse for anything I did. I'm just explaining. I went around town. everybody, come on in, it's your house. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I went to the, when I went to the uh, woman police officer, I said, why are they coming in? She says, we're not letting them in. I said, oh no, oh no. What did I just do? So they put me back the same spot. And then I knew I'm in trouble. I need to get out of here. It's too many people. They did it within a few minutes again and they got through the the same officer pulls me over again so I went to the captain the captain told me go to the steps and he'll call in and they'll have me get behind him because I told him about my stitches I was scared but when I got there they tried to push me on a police officer and I was thinking real quick I don't want to fall on him because I could injure him and I pushed myself back on my back and I fell down and they were stepping on me, stepped on my head, Head uh, broke my glasses, cut my knee, pulled up my shoulder. I couldn't breathe. I, I was going to be, I'm lucky to be alive. And an officer pulled me up and put me behind him. Saved my life that day. I sat there for 20 minutes trying to get my air. And then I saw them push the officers. They got through and they got up the steps. So I, w- I got up there and I went and talked to the captain and I said, is there any way I can help anything I could do? Where's the National Guard? I was panicking, and of course he's he can't let a citizen help, and he said, "Just stand over there we're 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 handling this. It'll be all right cause I was panicking, but as a citizen journalist, I stayed because I want to videotape everything I possibly can in case I' catch somebody doing something wrong. I have the video, and then fast forward, there's two officers at the door, and I don't know the other side is going on. So the people that I know now that are high-profile J6ers that have been arrested were coming out. And I thought, oh, they're letting us in? <laughs> That's weird. And But I thought, this time they're not going to trick me. I'm going to get to the officers, have it on video, that they're allowing us to come in. And I had people behind me, and they shoved me inside. That's how it happened. And I have that and, and, on video.
0: And there, there, is, there is CCTV of you inside the... Yeah inside the Capitol building. Um, I just want to talk about this idea of you being a citizen journalist. I know you've been making videos, recording videos for many, many years. With, With journalism, you still have to, you know, live in a kind of reality space, you know, like any journalists who work in war zones, you know, they still have to put their own safety ahead of the story. You know, and many journalists have died in, in, in the line of, of their work. Well, did giving, because you get, I presume you've given yourself this title of citizen journalist. No. And citizen journalist is a new title, isn't it? Are you doing it in coordination with an organization? Tell me, just tell me a little bit about, about this role.
1: No, this is what people told me I was. I'm an amateur, I'm a retired alcohol and drug cancer. I had done some TV shows in the community. I put together to help the heroin addicts who were overdosing. So I did that for a while. But I'm not a I'm, that I'm not a journalist. <laughs> I just try to use that so you understand who I am. I'm not a news person. I just out there making videos and helping the community see what's going on that maybe the news isn't showing you. Cuz I, I do have a you know a reputation. I'll get right there. Like if bullets are going by. I'll stand there and keep videotaping.
0: The reason this is interesting to me is because, you know, we talk about this mind control and undue influence, and maybe you in your mind giving yourself the role of a camera person gave you the license to be in a place that you shouldn't be. In addition to your Mm. politics, you felt like, "I, I have to be recording this. This is what I do. I make videos. Do you feel that Maybe that, you know, that role that you gave yourself encouraged you to go beyond those barriers and go up into the Capitol building when really you should have gone home a couple of hours earlier.
1: You know, I've racked my brain with that question over and over. You don't think you're trespassing. It doesn't even come to your mind at all. It's not even there. You know how you know when you're trespassing? You know it and you say, Oh oh, this is trespassing. I better get out, right? You see a sign. It doesn't even come to you. It's not there. It's not an excuse. I am guilty. I'm just explaining. I've rack- asked my therapist, everybody I know, why didn't I leave? What was wrong with me that moment? I I don't know.
0: I, I would I would explore with your therapist this this responsibility of being a citizen journalist. Because to me, just instinctively that's what kind of comes out from this is that if you if you are convinced that you have a role to play then you kind of feel like if you don't do your job you're not committing to the cause and I think that I'm not making an excuse for you either but I'm just interested in every individual who put themselves in in DC that day who crossed over police lines who saw what was going on and still thought that they were doing the right thing. Because, you know, the word that I always come back to to describe how the U.S. has changed just in the seven years that I've been living here is that it it has become uncivilized. You know, this lack of civility where you use your moral compass and your your common sense and you're like, nah, you know, this is like, people don't do this. Humanity doesn't do this. And I include mass shootings and school shootings and, and you know, violent police brutality against citizens and all of this. It is uncivilized. And January 6th was uncivilized because, you know, there there are rules and there is always a way that a, a democratic, a free democratic country can change things the vote, invariably, is the way to do that. But I presume you just felt that the vote had lost all its value.
1: Remember, you have PTA, school teachers, doctors, that had bought the big lie from Donald Trump. The election was stolen. They're frightened. This is gonna become a communist country. They would fight for it.
0: Yeah. You know, it's-, it, it's, it's there's a, There's patriotism at the heart of this. Uh,
1: Extreme. I mean, uh, people that I never thought would, I'm looking around and there's a lady with her nine-year-old daughter. It's like, you know, fighting, screaming. It it was unbelievable, the people that were there. And and I am going to blame Trump because these are your everyday average person. Go to church on Sunday. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, Christian nationalism. Uh, That's another subject, but. Yeah, these are regular Christians, nice yeah. people. A, a, yeah. a, a lady that was fifty years older, mother was probably eighty, and they're, you know, cheering. And I thought, was well, really weird. You, you were expect some three percenters or something. Your average person was there, and uh, you know, right on the steps, right there, pushed through the barriers. It's sad what Trump has done to these people. It's really sad.
0: And of course, for a long time, Republicans and Trump was claiming that, you know, the the, the the National Guard should have been there. But, you know, Nancy Pelosi stopped them and all this stuff. And of course, then this video came out of Nancy Pelosi in the bunker with Chuck Schumer phoning and being like, where's the National Guard? Like, what's going on? And it was, it was very clear to most of us that the people around Trump had made sure that there was no heat on the Capitol that day, that they didn't want to have, they weren't expecting, or they were certainly playing down the idea that something was going to kick off. And, and you know, obviously, several heads rolled off the back of, of, of that uh, surrounding the Capitol Police and everything else. But I knew that January 6 was going to happen long before it happened. And a lot of journalists and a lot of commentators and a lot of you know, regular voters who keep their eye on politics knew that this was all leading up to something really terrifying. And when people were like, oh, I, didn't, I mean, how could anything like this happen in this country? Some of us were like, of course it was going to happen. Have you not heard what this guy's been saying for the last four years? Banning Muslims from coming in and turning people against each other and political parties becoming enemies rather than you know, bipartisan governance. It was so obvious that it was all gonna come to a head. And yet plenty of people made out that, you know, this was this was a this was a surprise. This this was very coordinated, wasn't it? This is something I mean, you posted a picture of yourself holding an imitation assault weapon, saying, you know, this is war. Be there. Right? <laughs> tell, it- tell me about Tell me about that.
1: Uh, I have a reputation here. Of people get mad at me because I don't believe you should be wearing an AR to to the Capitol. So I get a lot of people upset. So my friend on New Year's thought it'd be funny to have me hold it. It's a toy gun. Holding that gun. Like a joke. Here's like a nun, you know. I'm not a nun, but... Because I always yelled at him. I said, "Why are you bringing an AR to a, to this event? That's crazy. It's insane." So I, it was a joke. That's all. But the war meant political war. You know, it's important. See, I'm not a journalist. I don't write that well. <laughs> that was misunderstood uh, because I think I'm still into using the system where you contact your Congress. Then I want to back up real quick in my J6 space. We just went over this. This is what comes up all the time that it was Nancy Piroski's fault for the National Guard. And we debunk it in my space, and we got all the receipts. The players were all trumping around him. had nothing to do with Nancy Piroski. And if you ever have any doubt or any questions, come to my space, and we got the best researchers, professional um, researchers that have the receipts of what really happened on January 6th. Not what but, you think. But, but,
0: the, you know, do you, do you believe that the investigation, which was very thorough, and you know the televised sections were compelling, and people like Cassidy Hutchinson, I mean, her testimony yeah. was compelling. You know, she was right there. She was an assistant to to the chief of staff. She was like right in the Oval Office. Oh, yeah. She heard it all and she saw it all. And her conscience, and her patriotic desire to put her country ahead of Trump was the reason why she gave the, the evidence that she did. I mean, how did you feel when you, when you saw that and, uh, you, and you watched the the hearing?
1: Well, that convinced me, and right away I went, you know, to the bank of people, big mistake. Oh, they're paying her, Pam. Of course, now they're paying me. <laughs> they're always paying somebody to lie. Everybody, and I go, I don't think so. I really, they're not doing that. So they get mad at me because I'm watching the committee meetings. And I thought it was, that's what started bringing me forward. Because you're listening to facts. You're not listening to the mega call. And that's why it's important that you be get your critical thinking back and listen to both sides of the story because there's always two sides. And, yeah, I was really proud of her for what she did. That took a lot of courage.
0: What was the trigger for you that, brought you out of the the cult like was there a one moment or an event that aside from your two month sentence of course i mean that you know and and spending time in prison and i know that you were with you were in a you know a very serious environment with with cartels and all sorts of of, of, of women around you and and you said that you know you could have died in there because they were trying to plant drugs in your room and it was it was a and you credit one other inmate for actually helping you get out and not get caught up in that prison system. But was there a trigger moment where that kind of cult lifted and suddenly you felt free of it, or was it was a stages? Was it a series of things? How have you rehabilitated yourself to recognize that you were living in this alternative Parallel universe that is, that is MAGA.
1: And yet, for me, it led up to discovering facts and bringing it to the J6ers and then having them gaslight me and then do the smear campaign. And then I went to a few of the sedition hunters and we put together a space and they were bringing more facts and more facts. And whoa, it was like, because I tried to tell them about um, Ryan Samso. Because Gateway Pundit had put an article out that he has eye was taken out. He had a lot of damage from his eye, but I got a good resource to find out that, that story is not true. And I tried to let them know, and they you know, got mad at me. Who are you listening to? Don't listen to them. I said, This is a reliable source. Look at their line. He's lying to you. Ryan Sampson did not get his eyeballed. You know, he got some damage, but um, they don't care. You can bring any kind of proof to them, and they just, you know, they just gaslight you, but, uh, it, it was just a, am- and then when tr- I'd already heard Trump a few times say that he was going to pardon them. And I've already been at, got to this place where you do not make these J-sixers that harmed officers heroes. I was screaming inside. When I heard, uh, Trump say that he was going to pardon them, I said, that's it. That's it. No, no. How, no president ever if he loves this country, would even consider pardoning these men that harmed the officers that day and broke windows and were violent. They wouldn't even come to their head. And if anybody says they're going to do it, don't vote for them. Zero. Don't. That is disgusting. Our military men and women died for our Constitution, for the right to peacefully assemble, not to riot. And, I, and I, I'll stand by that till I die. <laughs> You know, we got to honor our military men and women in the Capitol Police. You know, they're still suffering to this day horribly. And um, so that's kind of what did it. I just, I get this little anger inside. I say, I'm not, I'm going to find out all the facts about everything. And I got some re- very reliable sources that's giving me facts. They're not bipartisan, you know. They just bring you the facts. And I'm so grateful to these people.
0: There was that phrase that Kellyanne Conway Coined alternative facts, and no. for me, that's when that's when everything started to go wrong. It, the idea that the there are two narratives, and you know the truth is irrelevant. It's like, well, these are my facts; those are your facts, and
1: no. it
0: means that you end up living in a kind of upside down world where you don't know which way is up. And it's so interesting, isn't it, that our our equilibrium that is required. to to live in reality, relies on us wearing a watch and knowing what time of day it is, relies on watching the news and seeing what's happening in the world and knowing that our planet is still turning and the sun is still shining and the moon is still rising. And yet, this parallel universe that I talk about all the time on this show where MAGA Republicans exist, and still, after, even after being imprisoned or being fined or being up in front of a judge or whatever, they still believe that they were right because they're living in this alternate universe. It's very difficult for me to comprehend. I mean, I try with compassion but how do you feel about people that even though you now are pushing the facts and you're trying to communicate with them is it that it's their allegiance to a solitary man that's the issue because this is the fascism this is the you know Trump calls Biden a fascist you know Biden is not a is not a cult figure like like Trump you know democrats aren't voting for Biden they're voting for democracy right so yeah. biden goes the next person will be but with trump it's different he's become this kind of messiah character for these people is it still that they are worshipping one solitary man or is it that the republican party and maga have have fused
1: no it's a drift you're hitting their pocketbook they're living off of it and let me just back up for a minute let me add receipts to facts for an example, yes. in my J6, it's called uh, Stop the Spin. So one of the J6ers came in and said, we have, this guy's been, he's, he's not getting due process. And I said, who's the name? And we had the sedition centers in there and our researchers. So they gave us the name. And we thought we're going to have to wait and research this. But they came back in a minute and said, here's the receipts. This person changed attorneys. We had the receipts, the facts of why he's still in jail. And they get yelled at me and left. And they don't want, it has to be more than just telling them the facts. You got to bring a receipt, you know, proof, paperwork, uh, where we got this fact. So it's a little harder work to do, but it's working. And that's why they don't come in and talk to me because they know they can't gaslight me. They can't lie to me anymore. We know that what's happening. And as far as the FBI being there and started all this, this is just another of their, blaming and gaslighting it's not true. I'm glad they were there. <laughs> I hope they were looking and making sure we were all safe.
0: Are they are they keeping an eye on the way that the justice department is seeking to meticulously analyze Trump's criminality and and charge and prosecute him accordingly because it's very likely that Donald Trump at some point, because, you know, there are a lot of counts, there's 37 counts in this documents case, and there's, we haven't heard yet what he's being, you know, what, what, what the likely charges are for the insurrection. But, you know, and of course, there's the sexual abuse case with Eugene Carroll, you know, and then there's the Georgia case, you know, with, with Fonny Willis. I mean, Trump has been committing crimes his whole life. And the only difference is that when you are the president and you do it, you are accountable to the people, right? And so as a private citizen running a private business, a family business, you can kind of hide your crimes. And that's obviously what he's been doing. Obviously, the Trump organization got done for fraud, and Alan Weisselberg bore the brunt of that. But how do they feel about the fact that, you know, he is really, to all intents and purposes, about to be hit with multiple charges. And there is so much compelling evidence on video and in witness testimony. I mean, Jack Smith is bringing receipts. What would the response be to that?
1: Well, yes, Jack uh, Smith will be bringing the receipts. And this Trump started it with the saying that they're uh, coming after me. You know, I mean, they're coming after you and the lies about the DOJ. They are not weaponizing against the J6ers or Trump. You break a law, you break a law. It's that simple. But he has uh, set it up so that you will believe that Jack Smith is just after him for no reason. (laughs) You know, but I've been saying, everybody's asked me, what would you say to Trump? I wouldn't say anything to him because he ain't going to listen to nobody. But thank God for Jack Smith. He will bring to the world the facts and the truth and it'll be no doubt in everybody's mind that this man is a criminal and he needs to be charged and sent to prison. He's dangerous, period, to our nation. Very dangerous.
0: Do you think he ever will go to prison?
1: I do. I do. I'm hoping, you know, what, this man said to me, you need to sue this person. I said, no, I don't believe in suing. He said, "But sometimes it's important to do that because you got to stop their bad behavior, what they're doing." And I go, "Oh, he was right." It's same with prison. Sometimes you have to stop them, and if that's the only way you could stop them, but I hope they don't give him a phone in there; <laughs> it's not going to help. I was told he could still be a president in the prison. That's
0: that's right. But he can, yeah, he can still he can still run from prison. But and they, I they think that's
1: they can stop that too. They could. They get right?
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm not really one for predictions anymore. I, I am of the opinion and have said this multiple times that Trump is going to just get away with everything, yeah. time and time again. That's because, you know, we mm. we don't have, you know, we have we have Trump-aligned judges. We have a Supreme Court that is aligned with Trump and the far right. It's, you know, the the the, the justice system is unjust. And that's my concern. You know, even with the best lawyers and the best prosecutors, you still are dealing with a system that is that is flawed. And, you know, unfortunately, all the you know, you you have people serving serving time for just, you know, marijuana charges, long, long sentences for being black and being poor. And yet, if you're white and you're rich, you just keep getting away with it. That's my concern. Because, you know, that's the area that, that connects with me most emotionally is this sense of social injustice. Um, I want to talk about why you still choose to be a Republican. We're going to do that in just a moment after another quick pause for our sponsor here on The Weekend Show. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maid's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Maid uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding, so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver-infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle-Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get a better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odours. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Weekend to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Weekend at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Maid. Go to trymiracle.com/weekend and use the code Weekend to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. That's trymiracle.com/weekend to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Maid, for sponsoring this episode. We're back with. Pam Hemphill, who served two months for her role in the January 6th uh, riot and the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. Um, MAGA and, and the Republican Party have fused. Kevin McCarthy, as the leader of the Republicans in Congress, is very much with Donald Trump, supporting Donald Trump. He's got Donald Trump's back. Marjorie Taylor Greene, again, is a Big MAGA person and a QAnon person, and she's like the deputy speaker and is running the show. And even in the Senate, you've got some real far-right extremists who are MAGA people. And this is all the Republican Party. You know, this is they not. It's not a separate entity. Trump is the de facto leader of the Republicans, even though there was no vote. <laughs> you know, where I'm from, if you want to be a leader of a party, you've got to be voted to be the leader of the party. But no. You know, this, this, is how it, this, this is the system that we have here. So, despite everything you've been through, and despite everything you've learned, and the way that you have embraced the facts, and you've moved out of this kind of brainwashed space into, into a, a, a reality space where you're trying through your Twitter spaces to educate people and, and set the record straight for what really happened, you still call yourself a Republican. Tell us why.
1: We need both Republicans and Democrats, or this would not be a nation. It's i yeah. I was, am not trying to say get a don't be a Republican anymore. I remember the Republicans. It you know, I'm 70 years old, and it's not like it is today. And unfortunately, right now, yes, they're very dangerous. Um, when you when they're allowing Mickey, the mother of Ashley Babbitt, to go in there wearing a t shirt that her daughter was murdered. And then that other representative yesterday that was talking in the committee, she has that snake sign, the 3% or snake sign. It's like, whoa, they're the flying monkeys for Trump. That's all. They're just doing, it's all a grift and, and about power and money. And they need to sit back and take a look at their values and morals. It's, it's sad. And they're allowing it. What, what we need is for them to step up and say we're going to have an ethics committee on what you're putting out there because you're putting out lies and it's going to cause a lot of dangerous Things happen to us in this country. It's going to start another civil war. What you're saying it's outright lying that the DOJ is weaponized. That's a lie. I mean, it's been proven. Um, so they're just
0: but but all of the all of the Republicans in Congress that, you know, speak about this. There's plenty that keep Sturm and, you know, sit at the back. But they're all in line with this stuff. So my point is that what what has to happen for you to change your vote to a party that is pro-democracy, that wants everybody to have a vote, whether there's a pandemic or not, that, you know, believes in the type of values that are considered normal around the world? I mean... Let's just pick a couple of issues, just because I'm interested with that, and I don't want to, you know, pry too much. But like, you know, Roe v. Wade is the biggest issue, right? For the, for the last fifty years, women have had the right to choose, and now old white men have decided that that's not good enough, and they've changed the law, and now women are dying and babies are 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 dying because there is no health care for. For pregnant women to access, it, it it doesn't make sense to me that that more Republicans are not open to switching their vote even temporarily, until the likes of you know fascist leaders in Donald Trump are eradicated and we can go back to having leadership on both sides that is civilized.
1: I know it's ironic; they call about. Uh, Crying about liberties and taking away our freedoms, and they're doing the exact thing taking away people's freedoms yeah, I personally would' have never have had abortion, but a family member of mine has, and I think that should be up to a woman personally their their choice yeah they, don't tell me what to do with my body I'm sorry
0: but you still want to vote for the party that is well, anti-abortion
1: well, you know I've been talking to a lot of Republicans. I can vote for Biden, stay a Republican, right
0: yeah. You can do whatever you want. I mean, you know, it's it's.
1: That, you don't have a choice right now. There's, you know.
0: I'm just very interested yeah. in what it takes in this period of American political history for lifelong Republicans to vote for Biden, I, because the the because the that kind of that issue that we're dealing with it's like a crossroads, isn't it? We choose fascism or we choose democracy. I, I just. I'm so interested in what, what will it take. And you've been through the, the federal prison system, and you still want to, What you still call yourself a Republican. This is fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. I guess I'm going on the old days, huh? Because I'm hearing the same thing <laughs> from all my Republican friends that I know. We don't have a Republican Party anymore. I don't know right. what to do. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be in a party. This is what I keep hearing. It's the same yeah thing that I'm feeling like, where do we go now? You know, it's, uh, it's sad. It needs to be cleaned up. And they, they're a big part of bringing uh, Trump's message and shame on you. Uh, That's what I'd be telling them if I was in Congress, shame on you. You bring in fascism. Come on. This is not what the Republican party stands for. You know what it stands for and start standing for it. You know, don't be so scared. Stand up to these people. I love like some of them are doing the Democrats, man. They're really in there. They're, they're pushing back hard and truthful, truthful with facts. So you need to listen to these Democrats because they know what they're talking about. And I think that's what I would be telling them right now. Listen to the Democrats. They, they want this to be as a, a free nation as much as you do. But you're sounding like you want it to be a communist nation. Shame on you, you know, just because you want money and power. You know, one day you got to make your, meet your maker. I hope that you're all right with what you're doing.
0: Let me, let me ask you: are, are you and your family, who I presume are, are Republican and many of them are Trump supporters, are you? Uh, are you from great wealth? Are you? Are you very rich? Are you? Do you own a yacht? Do you? Do you? Do you operate multiple businesses in multiple territories? You know what is it that in you, for you and your family, and historically and hereditarily, you the desire to vote Republican? Because I know you know obviously Idaho went for Trump in in twenty um, in twenty sixteen in a, in a, in a big way, and in twenty twenty. Because nothing that Trump offers, none of the policies of the Republican Party, are for people like you you know that you you would benefit and your family i presume would benefit if you supported democrats just in terms of because there were no benefits to any republicans during trump's four years nothing changed to benefit republicans that i'm aware of you know there, there was a there was a kind of a a little 401k trick that he played on people where it looked like they were getting money from him a check but it turned out just to be a, a rebate and that was like a, a bribe very early on in his presidency but what what do you think the people that support trump what do they get from him if they wanted to re-elect him like what what is life like how is life better with donald trump if you are a republican because as far as i see it you have to be very wealthy what well, you know in the in the top 1% to see any benefits from a from a republican government
1: you know what i remember is uh, with republicans that we wanted to do you know the story about feeding a man a fish isn't it better to teach him how to fish so that he could take care of himself Like, that's the old school. That's what Republicans want to see. We want to help those that are in need, but not enable them, per se. But, you know, it's really hard right now because we don't have the Republican Party right now. There is no—it's a Trump party, and that's sad. I know there's got to be some out there that might be listening that might say, oh, no, I'm throwing away that Trump hat. That's all I'm doing. I'm just throwing away the cult. They've been brainwashed. They've been listening to a liar. And if you want to continue listening to a liar that's destroying this country and will take away all your liberties and everybody else's, I feel sorry for you. You have a choice. Remember Herbert Spencer? What he said was, uh, you know, contempt prior to investigation will leave a man in everlasting ignorance. Open your mind. Listen to the Democrats. Work together. Because they have the best interest for this country right now, the Democrats. Because the Republicans are just lying to you and making up all this stuff for their drifting, for their money, and that's sad. I don't know if I made sense, but
0: yeah, that made sense. I mean, Joe Biden says, you know, this is not your grandfather's Republican
1: Party. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. It's not.
0: But Pam, it's never going to go back to that
1: well, as long as
0: the current the current people are involved. Yeah, they've all been radicalized. Yeah you know and 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 people like Kevin McCarthy are not good people; they don't have a good soul they don't, they they are in politics for the wrong reasons and and this is what frustrates me the most is because you know I too you know my parents voted conservative in the u k obviously our conservative is a little different it's much more much more um mm-hmm. centrist or moderate you know and and so when I was eighteen, I first got to vote, I voted conservative. Couple of times because I was like, yeah, you know, this is what my parents do, and my parents like the conservatives support business. You know, <laughs> my my parents were shopkeepers. You know, it's like oh. it, it didn't it, it it kind of felt like the right thing to do. And so I've always been very interested in this idea of hereditary voting, where you just grow into your parents' politics. Is that what happened with you? Did no. you did you just grow into a Republican household? No,
1: no, actually, they never voted. No, my family was very. So I mean dark childhood, very dysfunctional people. It was later with the influences after going to school and getting my certification as an alcohol and drug counselor and hanging around different people. But uh, no.
0: Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of young Republicans growing up in Republican households who and, you know, kids going to places like Liberty University, you know, where they're being indoctrinated into this kind of far-right Christian nationalist MAGA Republican world, growing up thinking that men are better than women and that it's all about, you know, making money. And and all of those kind of traditional Christian values that you talked about earlier, they seem to have been lost in the message some, somewhere.
1: I know. But what would you, what would happen if the whole nation was all Democrat? That's it, one party.
0: Well, I don't think it'll yeah, ever you know, I, get like. Yeah. But you don't need. My point is that you don't need many votes to tip it because it's so close at the moment, you know. And and in order to put the U.S. back onto a pro democracy model, where you don't have the rise of fascism,
1: right?
0: And and if you know, you you need to. You need to have people recognise that this is not about politics anymore. This is bigger than politics. Yes. This is about protecting the republic, and yes. the republic only operates. The, you know that the, it's a constitutional republic that runs as a democracy, and that's another excuse you hear it all the time. Marjorie Taylor Greene yeah. says it. We're, we're not a democracy, right.
1: she says. We're a I wrote. I read right? the book. I
0: know. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. You, you're missing the point like there there is nuance to this. It's not one thing or the other, but you know everybody likes to put things in boxes. And so in order to address the balance of, of you know wanting to live in a society that functions and remains civilized, there are some things you have to do. You have to ban assault weapons, right? Not taking everyone's guns away. You have to ban assault weapons. You have to. Like it's essential. Not a single Republican is up for that kind of stuff, right? Not, not interested. They, they, they've, they prefer guns to children's lives, and yet they call themselves pro-life, you know? So things like that, these big issue subjects, like banning these weapons of war, allowing women the right to choose, making sure that there's enough polling places so that everybody can vote, you know? Because that's another thing that happened, taking away the vote, you know, and blaming COVID and saying, oh, no, we're only going to have one polling place, you know, and it's like, there should be a polling place on every corner, you know, invest in that stuff, give everybody the right to not just choose, but the right to vote. The only way that these things are going to be addressed in this current period of American history, in my view, is enough people to vote Democrat, so that these issues can be dealt with and then we can hopefully go back to having a more moderate republican leader put trump in prison <laughs> and 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 go back to business as usual because america is one of the greatest countries in the world but it can't remain the greatest country or one of the greatest countries if it doesn't if it's not free
1: and that's why it's more important than ever to, to encourage the democrats to get out there and vote this time i mean everybody says oh my vote don't count this time it will. <laughs> no, get out there and vote. And that's the job. Because you're not going to change these Republicans right now. They're too brainwashed by, brainwashed by Trump. This is a communist country. you got to understand that. You guys want to ter- turn us into, you know, put us on the camps. You know, they are not listening to you. Don't even try. Well, Steve Hansen said there's a way to approach them and talk to him. I, I agree. But you know what I'm saying in general, Just stay with your values, your morals, and vote and encourage these people. It's not about changing all of them, one at a time. You know, I I I can't get it. The job is you and me doing this. And then, you know, a salesman, if he sells one thing to you, you'll sell it to 10 people, right? So if we can help one cult member, mega member, maybe that member will, you know, the domino effect and that's what I'm trying to do. It's
0: just a temporary switch, isn't it? Cuz that's the thing, you know, I'm not a democrat. I don't even get to vote in this country, but I I I do believe in democracy. Yes. I'm very pro democracy and I am pro freedom and yet the Republican messaging is all about freedom and yet there is no freedom if you're banning books, if you're trying to stop trans people yes. from living. It's like where there none of this is freedom. This is this is all autocracy. You know, this is the communism that they're complaining about. But
1: they hide that so well. See, I didn't see that. Yeah. Because, you know, they'll bring one black person, one LGB person. They kind of hide it. It, Yeah. It's, yeah, and when I got out of it, I said, oh, my God, I didn't know. I really didn't know all this. Of course, the Christian, what is it, uh, the Christian, what's it called? uh, You know, the, the ones that are losing their mind right now. <clears throat> but um, I, I didn't see a lot of this, because you know, it's not like they're advertising it, you know. It yeah. sneaks up on you. It's disgusting.
0: it's And it's hard that we all live online these National. days, you know. I mean, that really doesn't help, because, I mean, you know, Twitter has changed a lot, and for the worst, right? It, is, it has been taken over by somebody who is, you know, pro-Russia in the war. You know, Elon Musk is, you know... I used to think Elon Musk was a was a hero, and now I see him as a true kind of enemy of the state. and And yet, you know, he he is facilitating uh, so much misinformation on, on Twitter, and and I actually think it's getting worse rather than getting better now. And and I I still think that the media, the mainstream media, whatever you choose to call it, is handle is not handling it very well. And you know, I read this story the other day about this this weather guy, news TV, news weather guy, who was told by his superiors not to mention climate change when covering stories of extreme heat because it turns viewers off and he was getting death threats because climate change has been politicized. Pam, this is what it's come to now, right? This is, this is where we're at when, you know, when the, the, the planet is so hot that people can't Do their jobs can't live. It's you know we've seen in Phoenix, Arizona, all sorts of places. It's like record temperatures, hottest week in history, and yet Republicans are still climate deniers.
1: You know, when I I was curious about that, I thought, is this another you know way to scare us? So I called some people. I said, is there any books I can read to get the facts about this? Nobody knew of any. I mean that they would refer me to. So yeah, it's see again all this stuff. It it needs to be fact checked. Get the right authors that know what they're talking about. And if I ever come across that book, I'll refer it up. I refer.
0: So do you still do you still feel that this is just an aside, really? But uh, do you still question whether climate change is real, based upon the the environment? Yeah. But was there a point that where you didn't? I mean, no. have you come to this realization recently, or you always, no. you've always understood the science? No, a
1: lot of issues. I wanted to find out. You know who who, yeah. who knows the truth here? And that's what's. Yeah. They, they, this is the problem now. I don't trust even the, you now. You know what I mean? It's like, where's he getting that information? I better find <laughs> out where. he… Not that I don't. I don't mean it like that. Because see what they've done to me. Is a cult? Yeah. It's like you know they distorted so much that you don't know who to listen to anymore, and that's sad. But I know who to listen to. I do. I'm picking a few people, and they'll get yeah. they give me the right referrals for books and articles. And but yeah, these people, it's like everything's a lie, right?
0: It's it's hard. I mean, you know, it, it's <laughs> having that kind of instinct to be able to make a judgment call on on stuff, but you know the way I like to look at it is that reali- in reality, everything is is accurate. It's only in this fantasy world, this parallel kind of fascist universe, where all of this stuff, I mean, and some people are so deep into it. I mean, look at RFK Jr. who took the stand the other day mm-hmm. and basically said that he'd never said anything negative about vaccines. I mean, it's I like, hello. What
1: <laughs> We heard that. You know, yeah, I think it's important that we get we we do our own critical thinking and our own re- research. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, listen. W- welcome back to reality, Pam. I'm, <laughs> <pleased that you laughs> I'm still getting here. there. <laughs> I know you're still getting there, but I know, I know it's been a long journey for you. And I'm I'm pleased that you had the strength to plead guilty for your crime and see the error of your ways. And and the way you've handled it has has been. Uh, you know, respectable, respectable, and um, I I only hope that you're able to communicate what you've learned to other defendants, but also people who are still in the cult.
1: Yeah, actually, I'm finding that it's helping the Democrats forgive them, including myself, because I don't blame them. They have a lot of anger, and I don't blame you. You should be angry at us and keep that anger. But without kindness and forgiveness and compassion... We're not going to get it anywhere. We got to listen to them and give them a safe place to land when they want to leave. And I'm hoping I can provide that safe place to land.
0: Okay. My thanks to Pam Hemphill. I'm Anthony Davis. Subscribe to my new show MAGA Uncovered with Ron Philipkowski, Wednesdays here on the Midas Media Network, and support me and independent journalism on patreon.com slash five minute news. Join me next week with a brand new special guest and more factual news stories to discuss on the five minute news weekend show with Midas Touch.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you.